Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. We've got another great episode for you today, and we've got a big scope review, and it seems like they're always big, but this one seems especially special, if that even makes sense. Jason Robertson, the owner of Outdoor Legacy, and my day one co-host. Welcome to the show, Jason. What are we going to be talking about today? Uh, we do have a big review, and I think we always say that, and I'm going to tell you why we say that, because we don't do reviews that we don't think are important on this show. So there's right. some optics that, that don't get reviewed. And sometimes that's by accident or oversight or lack of time, or maybe because we just didn't like it, or maybe because <laughs> we just didn't think it was big enough for the show. So, Hey, you know, yeah. that, that's the thing. If, if you, if your scope makes it to this show, then it's the big show. It's made it to the big oh, show. Man. So now th yeah. there you go. Um, yeah. No, seriously. Uh, it's another great episode. Excited about this one. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, before I even tell you what this scope is, I suspect to see this on a short list uh, in mm -hmm. the fall when we get to the best of 2023 optics, because uh, I think this is uh, definitely going to be on that list. All right. Today, we're going to review a scope, which is the Infrared Outdoor, uh, distributed by IRA USA. It's the Bolt TH50C version 2 or V2. And what happens here is uh, I know there's guys that go, wait a minute, um, you've already reviewed this scope uh, or maybe I own it. I know all about it. What are y'all guys doing? No, this is the V2, the version 2. And we have not reviewed this one yet. Now it has been out for a few months uh, and we realized like, we've got to review this because it's a different scope. I mean, it's the same, but it's different. And we're going to yeah, talk about that. Is, I mean, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but because there's literally guys that are like, Hey, I wanted to buy the V2, but y'all haven't reviewed it. Like, okay, we have to review this scope. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's just roll right into before we even get into the specs and the walk around and the, any of that, let's talk about what the differences are. And I know there's some guys that are going to watch this show and they're going to say, all right, I've got this version one. I've got this thing from y'all and uh or maybe another dealer i really like it but do i need to upgrade to the v2 and so i'm going to tell you what the differences are number one the main difference is that this unit has um, audio recording whereas the uh, original v1 has video but no audio so this has video and audio also uh, it has bluetooth okay Bluetooth has nothing to do with connecting it to your smartphone. Okay, so forget that. Don't don't get that in your mind. It, it has Wi-Fi to co connect to your phone uh, via app. The V1 has that, so nothing new there. Bluetooth is for a laser rangefinder uh, that this unit will wirelessly connect to. Now, uh, there's going to be a lot of caveats here. This we're recording this. And it is uh, the last week of June in 2023. As of right now, the day of this recording, this laser rangefinder is not available in the United States. Uh, and a lot of people go, well, why is, you know, IRA USA not bringing it out? They announced this thing in January. Where is it? Guys, <laughs> IRA USA wants to bring this laser rangefinder out way worse than you want it. Because you want one, they want to sell a thousand and one. All right, guys. So here's the problem. Most people don't know this, but the uh, in the U.S., the FDA 
they have to approve and certify the safety of any of these units, uh, anything that has a high-powered laser in it. And because this is a laser rangefinder, it has to be legally approved by them. So this next you know, sentence here and explanation should not be required, but just for the people in the back, uh, if you've ever dealt with the federal government, they don't get in a hurry about anything. If you've ever uh, uh, you know, applied for a suppressor stamp or a short barrel rifle, you realize they take their time. And so same thing's going on here. It is government red tape. This thing could be ready tomorrow. It could be ready in six more months. Who knows? It's all up to the U.S. federal government. So that's what the holdup is. Uh, currently, there is no fixed pricing on uh, our firm pricing on what this laser rangefinder unit is going to cost. So we're not going to speculate there. But eventually, it will be available. It will, again, be Bluetooth. So it'll be wireless. You'll connect this thing to the scope, uh, Bluetooth it in, and boom, there you go. So, all right, back to Bluetooth which will, again, be capable for a laser rangefinder, audio recording. There's one more spec here, and this is, uh, this is another one of those things where I, I don't want to get way, way off in the weeds on. But on paper, uh, the old Bolt V1 showed to be a, uh, a, a sub-50 millikelvin um, NETD rating on the sensor. The new... Uh, V2 shows to be a sub 25 millikelvin. All right. If you don't know what millikelvin means, NETD, don't worry about it. Here's what we know. The lower the number, the better it's supposed to be. So here's what Hans and I are going to, we're going to hang our hat on this right here, and then we're going to get into this review. But this is where it comes down to, should I upgrade uh, if I already own one of these? Um, that comes down to if you want audio recording or you want to eventually be able to, you know, purchase um, a laser rangefinder and Bluetooth it into this thing. All right. Eventually, if you want to do that, then, then yes, you should. Image quality wise, Hans and I can find zero difference in the V1 and the V2. I don't care if one's 50, one's 25, if one's 100, one's 30. I, I don't care. We've run these units. Hans, Ashley, myself, side by side, one on each eye, you know, one on the left, one on the right, V1, V2, we can see no discernible difference between the two. Now, this is a debate. Um, there are some guys out there saying, no, 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 no. I had the V1. I got the V2. It's way better. I promise you it's way better. All I can say is, uh, before we recorded this, I spoke to IRA USA and I said, guys, uh, we want to know officially what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Is the V2 a better image quality than the V1? And they said, no. If it was, we would be the first people out there jumping up right. and down saying, hey, everybody with the V1, throw your scope away and go buy the V2 because this is better. They said, we're not saying that at all. We're saying it's the same scope with Bluetooth for the laser rangefinder and audio. That's it. So, so that's our be, take yeah. on it. Yeah, there's there's people in Facebook forums that are probably hearing this and cussing us up and down, uh, swearing that we're wrong. And, and I'm going to tell you this. That, you're exactly right, Jason. Um, if you want, if you're looking at this video or watching this or listening to this podcast and you've got the version one 
and the only reason you're watching is to know if it's worth the upgrade. The question is maybe, or the answer yeah, is maybe. Right. If you want audio recording, which is a great feature to have, it's awesome to have audio recording. If you want to be able to have a laser rangefinder eventually when it's released, uh, that Bluetooth to the scope, absolutely. If you think that you're going to buy the version two and it's going to be a night and day difference between your V1 and what's out right now, that's not going to be the case. Don't buy the scope or don't upgrade because you think it's going to be a vastly superior picture image no. because it's not. Even, you know, if it is in your opinion, because everybody looks through a scope and may see different things, even if it's slightly better, it's almost difficult to tell that it's even slightly better. So again, if you want to upgrade, yeah. do it because you like the new features. Don't do it because you think you're going to get much, much better picture image because yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to be great. Although the, we're going to get into the likes in the picture image is phenomenal, but it's not can be a lot different than what you got. Yeah. And so the last thing I'll say on this and I'll close it with this because I, I truly do believe there are some people who say I had the V1, I had the V2, the V2 is better. Um, I don't want to go way down this rabbit trail and I don't want to start scaring people with this talk, but um, not every, I mean, it's like, it's like vehicles. I mean, you can have, you know, they're coming off an assembly line, but one might do something a little bit different. I mean, it could be that maybe your V1, something just wasn't right with it. You know, maybe you had a, a bad display in it. Maybe you mm -hmm. had a display that was perfectly within the, the specs of whatever manufacturer made that, but it just wasn't as good as this. You know, I'm making the point that we can line up a hundred widgets that all got stamped out of the same factory and there might be very small differences between them. Well, I'm going to say that could happen. Maybe you've got the most amazing V2 that's ever made. And maybe you had the very worst V1 ever made. I don't know. But it, I think that's about the only thing that it could be. I, I think a lot of it, and I think we all do it. Some of it might be a little bit psychological. It's the new factor. It's new, so sure. it's got to be better. Right. And, you know, there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, but, again, buy well, the scope or upgrade because of the features, not yeah, because of and, the and picture. The, so, so one more quick thing on that. Hans is right. I'm going to tell you something, guys. We fall into this trap, too. Sometimes when we compare the old and the new, we don't have the old anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I, we have done this where we get a new scope, a new model, and Hans, Ashley, and I get it. We go out and go, oh, my gosh, this is, oh, yeah, man, this is a nice little upgrade. And then we go, okay, well, we got to go get our hands on an old one. You know, we pull an old one out and we go, um, hey guys, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. really not any better or whatever. And so that happens. I mean, it, it is a psychological thing that can definitely mm -hmm. happen if you're not putting them one on one eye and one on the other. All right. So let's move on to that. I think you got your answer there. We're not going to beat that dead horse anymore. Let's jump into the specs. Again, this mm -hmm. is the review of the infrared outdoor bolt TH 50 C V2 version two. The price is $5,499. Resolution is 640 by 512. It is a 12 micron sensor. Starts at three and a half power, has digital zoom that takes it up to 14 power. Uh, it is a 50 hertz refresh rate. It's got an AMOLED display with a ridiculously high resolution of 2560 by 2560. Uh, that is the highest resolution of any thermal rifle scope on the market by any brand. It is a ridiculous 
ridiculously high resolution screen and i think mm. it plays into i think uh you know how good this unit really looks um it's got a 2400 yard detection range according to uh ira usa uh the, again detection not identification id range gosh guys this is tough this is where we always give our caveats of you know maybe you're going to see an id longer maybe you're going to id shorter depending on your conditions uh you know how tall the grass is your skill level and and you know experience with thermal but i think for for hans and i and, and ashley we all agree five six hundred yards is very doable um good conditions mm -hmm. short grass you know, maybe a, a good sized coyote or a hog out there, seven, eight hundred yards is just not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying I, you're yeah, going to shoot yeah. that far, but ID and yeah. Yeah, larger animals are going to be on the top, top end of that ID scale, you know, towards the, the 800. So if you're trying to ID, um, yeah, a deer versus a, a pig, but I mean, I was out looking at coyotes at 400 yards. And those coyotes look, and this was on base magnification at three and a half power. Those coyotes looked so big <laughs> on that display that, man, it was no problem at 400 yards knowing exactly what it is. Oh, yeah, no it's going to be question. further than that. Yeah, yeah definitely sure. further than that, especially on, on, a, on a coyote. Um, I, I was thinking, I was like, man, either those coyotes are really big or this, you know, this is uh, a scope showing, you know, the, the, the magnification and the display and everything. So yeah, I think was, part of that, and we're going to talk about this, it's, it's a three and a half power, guys. I mean, the difference mm -hmm. in three and three and a half is, is significant. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and again, I took this rabbit trail, but if you, you start comparing and go, well, you know, y'all said it's only four to 500 yards on this other 640s, the image not as mm -hmm. good. Well, that might have been a two power scope. I mean, you know, yeah, so exactly. you've got it. This three and a half power is a lot. Well, we'll jump into that. But field of view, uh, I really like this. this. It's a 46 foot horizontal field of view at 100 yards. That is pretty darn wide for a three and a half power scope. Um, I, I, that's impressive to me. So I like that. It's a good field of view. As we mentioned, it does have video and audio recording. It's got five color palettes, uh, picture in picture, seven different reticles. Uh, again, Bluetooth, which uh, will eventually uh, be for the laser rangefinder. Um, you know what? When we're done with this, uh, remind me, I'm going to come back to Bluetooth, uh, which will be for a, a removable laser rangefinder that will be sold separately eventually. Um, it does have a, a two battery or a dual battery supply uh, internally it's got non-removable rechargeable 18650s in there i don't know if it's one two i don't know i don't really it's whatever it's got internal non-removable batteries that are rechargeable the battery runtime uh, hans just finished up a bench test on that again turning the unit on indoors just letting it go you got about six hours and 45 minutes also uh the scope will allow you to run a small little uh, 18500 battery uh, in. You can remove the side turret. Uh, Hans is going to show you this in a minute. We'll talk some more about the batteries. You can run an 18500 uh, flat top battery. Also, again, we'll talk more about this with this little adapter right here that we've got. Uh, you can run 
an 18650 battery as well. Uh, we'll talk some more about that and run times uh, on those. Um, moving on here, operating temperatures down to negative four and uh, up to 122. You shouldn't be hunting if it's that hot. So <laughs> negative four. Recoil, recoil rating is a 300 wind mag or a seven millimeter mag. Uh, that's going to be your, your top end on your recoil. So guys, that's all normal rifle calibers, to be honest. I mean, th 308 is, is well below those. So anything below that, your Creedmoors, all that's good. Again, Win Mag, 7 Mag, that's really good recoil rating. Um, it does come with uh, 30 millimeter rings. They are uh, regular permanent rings, non-QD. So if you're looking for something QD, uh, we personally uh, recommend the American Defense Manufacturing Recon Mount that we sell at Outdoor Legacy. Hans is going to show you that. We think American Defense makes the best mounts on the market. Uh, I know Hans is going to have his N1 when he shows it here. Mm. Uh, weight overall without the mount, 41 and a half ounces. And the best news, it does have the uh, IRA USA five-year warranty. Uh, this is a bumper-to-bumper -bumper warranty. Um, you know, covering any type of defects, anything that might happen to the scope, uh, obviously besides, you know, accidental or intentional damage. Uh, IRA also basically has this uh, policy where they do everything they can to get this scope, uh, you know, only have it in their possession for one full business week. So getting that thing turned back around to you very quickly, uh, that's a big deal. No other manufacturer makes any type of, of uh, guarantee or even has a stated policy of we're only going to have it this long. So that's, that's really cool. So anyway, that is it. 5499. Uh, I want to talk some more about the batteries and stuff, mm -hmm. but we'll do that. Hey, one, one more quick thing. I'm just going to mention this real, real quick. Uh, there's some guys, we're going to talk more about firmware in another episode. Uh, I'm just going to quickly say this. When it comes to infrared outdoor scopes in the United States, guys, do not update your firmware unless you are specifically advised to buy an IRA USA tech. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't care if your app says that there's an update available. I don't care if somebody, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, overseas, somebody says do not do it unless IRA USA uh, tells you to do it. There have been some people who have been downloading firmware uh, for their uh, Bolt TL35, uh, which is a 3D4 version of this scope, and the, the TH50, the V1, and they go, oh my gosh, I've got Bluetooth now. Now I'm going to be able to, to use this laser rangefinder, and IRA USA says, a bad news, that firmware really isn't right, so it's putting a a fake button. It's giving you an option for Bluetooth. You don't have the hardware to go with it. That's really not right. So I'm just saying, mm -hmm. guys, if for some reason you upgrade yours, it's very unlikely that it has the Bluetooth hardware to do any of this. So at the end of the day, just firmware. If we're dealing with this IRA, any of these IRA scopes, infrared outdoor scopes in the U.S., I'm not, I don't know what's going on in other countries. Guys, that's where we're, this is for the United States. Don't upgrade uh, your mm -hmm. firmware unless you're told to do it by IRAC USA. Point. All right, there we go. Give us a walk away. Very good point. Yeah, very good point. So I'm going to show you real quick what comes in the bag. It does, when I show it, uh, I do not have the rubber eye cup. A lot of people like it. So here it is. You can 
Uh, it easily attaches uh, to the eyepiece of the scope. You also, we talked about the rings. It does come with a, a set of non-QD standard. These are just hand-tightened uh, uh, mounts, 30 millimeter mounts. So if you do want uh, the quick release mount, we do sell the American Defense with it. It also comes with a wall plug, a USB-C cord, uh, and an Allen wrench to tighten the uh, to tighten the mount. Here is the Bolt TH50C V2, and it is in the American Defense Manufacturing uh, quick release mount, as we've talked about quite a bit. So the turrets, you can see basically what we call turrets. There's three different sets of them here. The ones on top, uh, this turret on top is the, actually uh, the menu uh, where you get into the menu. To, so a long press of that gets you into the menu or a short press gets you into a quick menu. And you, this also turns. So that's how you navigate through uh, the different settings and the different menu options. Uh, on the, I guess this would be considered the right-hand side, this is your USB-C port. So you would unscrew this. You would plug in your cord to either charge the internal batteries or to get videos off the scope directly onto your computer. Uh, the left-hand side of the scope is where your 18500 uh, battery would go or your uh, 18650 extender, which I know Jason's going to show. You've got your eyepiece diopter focus here, uh, right here by the eyepiece. You've got your four-button layout on top. Uh, very ambidextrous design scope as far as being able to navigate this uh, with either hand. Uh, also at night uh, and in the dark and in the cold, whatever you're doing, uh, you can get through those buttons very easily with gloves on. Um, very easy to find. No problem at all there, especially the menu button as well. Uh, it does have the objective lens focus right here on the front. 50 millimeter objective lens with a plastic, uh, very nice uh, lens cover on there. And I think that is about it. Again, it does cover with the other rubber eye cup on this style of scope, on the tube style of scopes. I prefer it without it. Um, but... This is, I mean, I, I, I don't think, Jason, there's nothing um, different about this compared to the V1 that I can remember. Just No, the, there's design. a little, I think pretty, the button looks different on the top of it. I yeah. mean, it's basically it. No, basically, that, yeah, but that, that, all the, I remember. The yeah. button and then that, I think it's a different color uh, back on the, the back button pad. There's no, nothing. It, it's essentially uh, the same. Put them in a bag, well, check them out. Well, there's what's in your bag and the walk around. So we're going to be talking about... Um, our overall likes, likes and dislikes, we're going to get into all that and then round it out here in a minute. Yeah, let's talk about the batteries real quick. So mm -hmm. uh, everybody wants to know, well, okay, if I buy one of these, you know, 18500s right here, you know, what is that? Well, it's a little bitty short battery. Look, this is an 18650. Most people are pretty uh, familiar with this. An 18500, gosh, I'm about to drop it, uh, is basically the same diameter, but it is shorter. And again, this goes right into the side of it under that turret cap. And people say, well, you know, what brand do I buy and how long are they going to last? Um, I don't know. And I don't know. And here's the reason. <laughs> there's, there's no name brand really that I've found of these 18500s. Um, they cost anywhere from $3 a piece to about $7 a piece. I mean, I guess you could probably dig around and find some that might be $10 a piece, but they're really cheap. They are rechargeable. They obviously are removable. Um, at this price, I would just search around. You want to buy flat top, okay? I know some people, have, and I'm going to get into this briefly too, some people have used button top that have a little button, and they go, oh, those work fine. The problem is, is that once you get outside of proprietary batteries, and this is, while we love the fact that manufacturers are letting us 
use generic batteries, there are problems because you can buy 18650s, you can buy 18500s, you can buy button tops, you can buy flat tops, you can buy button tops that are as short as flat tops, you can buy flat tops that are as long as button tops. Guess what? They come in different diameters. You know why? Because there's this variation of specs that is allowed. That is a negative of getting away from a pr proprietary battery. So mm -hmm. I say all this as the warning of if you buy batteries and they don't fit, don't blame the scope. Don't blame the, it's, it's just the way 18650s and these 18500 and some of these batteries can be. Uh, honestly, these are dirt cheap little batteries. Both of these, I think I paid under $4 a piece for them. Uh, you can get to begin, depending on the battery, anywhere between maybe an hour up to three hours of runtime out of these dirt cheap little batteries. So, mm. uh, personally, I think that's amazing to be able to have a couple of those in your pocket, uh, as cheap and rechargeable as they are and, and be good to go. However, Everybody loves 18650s. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an 18650. And this little thing right here is a, a little custom-made aluminum. I guess that's aluminum. I think it is. <laughs> milled uh, unit. Uh, an adapter is the word I'm looking for. So where Hans, uh, he can take off that uh, turret cover where the battery goes mm -hmm. on the left side. Mm -hmm. You can screw this on, okay? Screw that onto the scope and then put the battery cap back on. It is an extender. It now allows you to put an 18650 battery in this scope mm -hmm. and run it, okay? Now, I want to be to say something real quick. Do not put anything else besides an 18650. I do not put CR123As in there unless you hate your scope and you want to brick it and throw it in the trash and buy another one, okay? It's very important. Just because things fit don't <laughs> it doesn't mean you should put them there. But an 18650 uh, goes in there. Now, you can run into this exact same issue where maybe your 18650 doesn't fit. Uh, so you may have to try a couple different batteries. I know it's frustrating, uh, but when you find a battery that fits like you want it to, I know these night cores fit. We've had very good luck out of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you're just talking about getting more runtime, and a lot of guys already own these. This little adapter right here, um, while supplies last, I can't promise when you're going to see this, uh, but while supplies last, if you purchase your Bolt TH50C from Outdoor Legacy, uh, you will receive one of these for free with the scope. If it does not say it on the website when you go there, uh, then you know maybe we're not giving away. Maybe we're out of them. I don't know. You can you can call. You can email and ask. But while supplies last, I, that's my caveat. <laughs> I said we're going to be a lot of caveats in this show because what we found is somebody may watch this show in a year. We don't have these anymore, yeah. and they want one for free. Like we don't have them. So anyway. a year or or three people will uh, call about yeah. a scope that's not even around anymore. So yeah, it's. it's Exactly. Yeah. So the, anyway, for now, we are throwing those in. If you want to use 18650s, uh, if, and again, guys, if you don't want to use anything but the internal battery, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. You just have you have plenty of options for batteries mm -hmm. on here for getting extra runtime. All right, Hans, right. Uh, let's jump into this real quick. I want to get the bad news out of the way. Uh, it's pretty short bad news. What it do we is, not yeah. like about this scope? 
Uh, yeah, very short list of negatives on this scope, and it's something that we've talked about a lot with similar design scope or tube styles designed. Um, we are, it's not that we're not a huge fan of internal batteries because you and I are so used to scopes with internal batteries, but um, a lot of people see it as a negative when there are batteries that cannot be removed uh, from uh, from the optic, and those do have internal non-removable, or meaning that you can't remove them yourself. They can be removed and changed uh, in the IRA USA facility, um, but you cannot take pop those batteries out. Um, that would be perceived as one negative. The other thing, it's it's a little bit heavy. What forty one and a half ounces? We said mm-hmm. um, so a little bit on the heavy side. You don't you're not buying this because you're trying to set up a a small compact you know truck gun. That's not you yeah. know designed for that. This is for. I mean, we'll talk about who it's good for, but this is for. People that are setting up a rig that's you're gonna want to reach out and touch something, uh, and when you do that, even in your in the daytime shooting world, if you're trying to reach out there and take longer shots, um, you're gonna have a typically a bigger rifle and a bigger scope. So yeah. I think it kind of just goes with the game. You know, uh, I don't have anything else. That's on my list. I mean, it is anytime there's an internal battery, it doesn't bother us. We know it bothers some people, so we want to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, it is a, a big, long, full size heavier scope uh, i don't think it's you know maybe more than a, a, an ounce or two or three heavier than most of the competition um you know of a similar style scope so no real mm-hmm. issues there i think the like list is very long um yes. i'm going to start it with the one thing we really haven't said much about yet in this show and it's huge image quality Image quality. I'm going to say it one more time. Image quality. This. Absolutely. It is. We're, we're going to get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to beat that dead horse right here, guys. But this is legit one of the mm-hmm. best image qualities we've seen, especially for a scope that's $5,500. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is top notch, especially with the three and a half power that's a combo that we don't get i mean three mm-hmm. power is common now okay three power 640 but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna i'll go ahead and say this right now this image quality i don't know if i should use the word blow out of the water maybe that's too strong but it far exceeds in my opinion even in the infrared line most oh, of gosh. their other 640, you know, three powers. Yes. It, it, I, I would say, I think picture image wise, this is other than their RS75, the 1280 scope. You oh, know, that yeah. We, we yeah. often, it's so far out there that we, we forget about it sometimes, I think. But the, the Bolt, I think, has, besides that, the best picture image of anything else in the, well, I, in I the will, line. I, I will fight line. that. I mean, there's not any question. It, it's right. just, yeah. So, so we'll come back to that. But, I mean, yeah. but yeah, we got that generic batteries. We've gone over all the batteries, beat that dead horse. But that is nice. Uh, you know, six hours and 45 minutes. I mean, that's a bench test in the field. Five and a half, six hours. That's darn good runtime. Plus, you can have a pocket full of these, you know, cheap generic batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll obviously run off of a USB external battery pack if you're really worried about that. I like this recoil rating. Um, I think the menu system's easy to use. The buttons are easy to use. Um, right. Hans, I mean, what else? It's just overall Man, good scope. I, gosh, I, I remember uh, uh, calling you and being like, "Man," because it, it, you know, we use all these scopes, and but it'd been a while since you and I tested and ran the the version one, the TH50, and mm-hmm. we loved it back then too. But 
when I got this, I said, man, this is one of my new favorite scopes. <laughs> uh, uh, this is how this went down. He goes, Hey, I hope you're not wanting that scope back anytime. Exactly. Soon. And I was like, why? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what did he do? And I was like, why? And he goes, it's going on my coyote rifle, and I don't think uh, I'm going to take it off. It was like, this is amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> I, so, yes, the it, picture image is fantastic. I mean, we, I was stocking up on hogs. The picture image plus the high base magnification, we were stocking up on hogs. We got up to 50 yards, and I looked through the scope, and I was like, holy cow. I, it felt like we were 10 <laughs> yards from them. And, I, you know, it's like we need to back up. You know, we're close, but we really weren't that close. And the, I mean, you could see you could see the tails wag. I mean, you could see a bunch of detail. But what I really love, other than that, I love the big display. Big, oh, big gosh. display. I love – I even like the little battery – indicator deal at the bottom right of the screen that shows the level which at first when the v1s come out we're like what is that what is that the body remember that when we said <laughs> I, that? I didn't like, know what it was it's yeah. yeah it was on the side side oh, yeah and well, then uh hold on real quick yeah. back up yeah the, mm -hmm. the, we didn't even talk about this display this is the first thermal scope we've ever seen including the v1 that has a has a rounded mm -hmm. edge on the display. Now, when this thing first came out, people were saying it has a round display. That, that and I got nervous like before they even came out, like a round yeah. display. It's not round. The the yeah. horizontal left and right edges are are curved mm -hmm. or round. Mm -hmm. It's still flat on the top, flat on the bottom, but the edges are rounded. And there's been guys that that have called Hans, I know you've talked to them after they go Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to like it. And I'm like, Hey, I was there. I promise you when you look through it, <laughs> it's very natural feeling. Yeah. It's, it's not weird. You might not even think about, I mean, if, if you're used to thermal, you met first, like, Oh, that's kind of strange. Then you go, Oh, I kind of like it. I haven't heard of anyone who didn't like it. And a lot of people that are new to thermal don't even notice because they're used yeah, to looking through and seeing it, the round corners. So I like it. I like it too. I don't think it's a problem. I mean, just think of at the top and the bottom, you have a straight edge on the sides. It's curved. So it's, it makes it look wider. Yep. The screen look wider. Um, I think it's great. Um, the, the menu and the icons are big and bright mm, and big. you can see, and, and there's no question about, I mean, the, the menu's great. The screen's great. Um, black hot. Everybody knows that watch this. So I'm a, I shoot and do everything just about in black hot looks fantastic um you know it there's just this is you're right i think at the beginning of the show this is going to be the short on the short list for best of under you know six thousand or whatever levels we're doing uh this is going to be uh, it's going to yeah. be definitely a top contender because this is a fantastic scope now the scope's not for everybody uh and we'll That's talk right. about like i said who it's good for but if this scope is in your, I guess, application base and what you're doing with it. Well, Man, tell them. It, Who's it good for? Yeah, well, let's jump into it. So three and a half to 14 power. When people call up and they say, you know, what scope do I need? Jason and I always talk, uh, ask, you know, how far is your average shot? If you tell me your average shot's 75 yards, this is probably not the scope that I'm going to recommend to you, especially if you say you're a hog, a hog hunter. Gonna, yeah. yeah, if you're right. a hog hunter and you're shooting at 75 yards, there's a lot of great scopes out there that we can talk about. This, this one's probably not going to be that one. Uh, I see this as somebody whose average shot is 150 yards and further. If you're a coyote hunter primarily, 
uh, and you're shooting 100 yards and over, then yeah, I, I think this is still good. Um, but if you're a, a hog hunter, coyote hunter, average shot 150 yards and further, uh, I think that this is going to be fantastic. We know that there's some Envision scopes that have a three and a half power base and people love them out there. Uh, I, this one, you know, right up there with the same magnification level. Um, and I think that, you know, you long range shooters or considered long range night hunters that are taking those longer, you know, 150, 200, 300 yard shots, you're going to need something with higher base magnification. Um, and I think that this is going to be based on what you're trying to do is going to be a, a good recommendation amongst others, but this is going to be a good recommendation. Uh, but again, if you're a hog hunter and hundred yards, this is not going to be the one that Jason and I are probably going to recommend to you. No, hundred percent agree right there. Uh, this is going to be for your longer range guys. And I think if, uh, I think if you, if you're the guy that says, man, I'm, I'm really long range. Okay. To us, long range is anything over 200, 250 yards. That's a long ways. We don't, we don't recommend shooting that far. We don't shoot that far, but we know some guys want to. Okay. That, what that aside, you probably, you know, if you're going to be shooting three, 400 yards, you're probably going to want that laser range finder. Once it eventually comes out, you're going to want to add that on there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do think this is going to be the kind of scope that you need because we're talking about three and a half, and this is a legit three and a half power. And Hans and I can't stress this enough to guys. The difference in, you know, one and a half and two power in two and two and a half, three and mm. three and a half. It's significant. Okay. Mm. It, it is noticeably more magnification. Um, I know as daytime hunters, we're used to really high magnification. So, you know, most of the time nobody uses less than a three to nine or a four to mm. 14 or something. And you take that thing out and you know, you, you crank that thing up and most guys are shooting at nine power or something. Well, mm -hmm. okay, the difference in 10 and 11 power, you may not notice that. But the difference in three and three and a half is noticeable. The difference in mm -hmm. three yeah. and four, because it's a, it's a greater percentage because we're still down here. Anything under about five power, you are, you know, five or six, you're really noticing a full you know, power increment jump. You see that with your eye. So long range, I think this is for you. Now, again, I, I, I say long range. I think as long as, like Han said, you're doing most of your shooting at 150 plus, 125 plus, this scope's mm -hmm. going to be fine. I don't want you to think that you have to be shooting three or 400 yards. You don't. Right. But unless you're just, and we get this, sometimes some guys say, hey, my eyes aren't what they used to be. Um, I'm going to shoot hogs at a feeder. Uh, feeder is going to be at 75 or 100 yards. I'm mm -hmm. going to shoot one time. They're going to scatter like a covey of quail, and they're gone. I have one shot, one kill. I know where they're going to be. I'm not looking for them. I want a precision shot. Then this scope mm -hmm. could work for you. Then you could break the rule of you know shooting hogs and at under uh, 125 yards. So there's exceptions to the rule. But if you're a normal hog hunter, I say normal, average spotting stalking doing a lot of close range stuff it's probably not for you but coyote guys big open fields man thing yeah. is oh, yeah. is legit absolutely don't take it into the woods with you and try to shoot hogs oh, at 20 gosh. yards with it no, you no. will freak yourself out <laughs> you'll get run up on really quick but 
you know, if this is something that you're interested in and you're trying to figure out, is this going to work for me? The best thing to do is to contact us. You know, there's a lot of scopes on the market. Uh, Infrared Outdoor, iRay USA have a lot of optics in their line. And Jason, as you know, it is growing every month. It seems like there's always something new coming out. Yeah. So if you're watching this video in three or four months from the time that it was made, and you're wondering if this is still uh, the bee's knees, uh, you need to call us. 877-350-1818. You can find all the optics right here uh, on the Outdoor Legacy Gear website. So OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Uh, and But the main thing is just pick up the phone, call and talk to me, Ashley or Jason, and, and we can still walk you through if this is the right optic for you, because that's as good as this is and as great as we rave about it and as many good things that we say uh, about this scope. Um, it, at the end of the day, is it right for you? If it right, Is it right for what you're trying to do? And that's what we want to do, make sure that we're putting you into the right optic. Yeah, and I want to say something to that real quick. I mean, and Hans gets this. I know Ashley and I do as well, but people will say, you know, I really can't believe you wanted us to call you. And we did. <laughs> you talked to us and you helped us. We're serious. And guys, if you want to purchase one of these from Outdoor Legacy, then we want to help you. We want to talk to you before you buy it. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're going to go purchase somewhere else, you need to call them. You need to, you need to let, you know, take their advice. But if you're going to purchase from us, we want to help you. We want to make sure that you have the best possible experience. It is a service that we offer our customers. Uh, I'll be honest. If you, if you know it's what you want, you know it's what you need, you can go to the website. You can check out. You'll be good to go. But we see a lot of those orders come through. Mm -hmm. And just, just people buy them off the website. And then we sometimes like, hope that's the right scope for that guy. I mean, but, and yeah. it, you know, it, maybe it is, he knew what he needed. Uh, yeah. you know, maybe he had always, used one, whatever, yeah. but, but it always it's, sometimes it's, makes us a little nervous. We want to make sure you're getting the right thing because sometimes what you think is right and what ends up being right is very different. Or sometimes you're dead on you're like, yep, that's the scope for yeah. you. You're, you're right. You just need that little confirmation. We confirm it. And, and you, you feel confident about it. You're spending $5,500, you want to know what you're getting. And so anyway, yeah. I just want to say that, you yeah, know, absolutely. we would love to have your business. If you're going to purchase from us, call us. We want to help you. Yeah. And there's people that are, that are trying to decide on scopes. Maybe they're, you're not ready to buy today, but you're going to be in the market for the next, in the next few months or right before hunting season. Uh, we definitely love to get to talk to you about it. And we're here to help. Not only absolutely. do we use this stuff, you know, we test everything. Um, we obviously we sell the optics and, we offer customer support and that is after the sale support for your optic where you can call up and talk to one of us and say, Hey, I've got a question and we call you back <laughs> rarely ever. I don't know if there's ever been a time we haven't on purpose, not called somebody back. I'll, I'll say that okay. if, it, if we didn't, there was a huge mistake, but it rarely ever happens. We call back. Everybody, if it was on purpose, then boy, that says something about we them. Wouldn't, <laughs> that we wouldn't, wouldn't be, be pretty business. weird. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, anyway, OutdoorLegacyGear.com, 877-350-1818. This has been episode 269. This is the Infrared Outdoor Bolt TH50C V2. That's a mouthful. Uh, you can find all of uh, the Outdoor Legacy content on the um on the internet, uh, at Facebook, yeah. and on Instagram, Outdoor Legacy. You can also find Outdoor Legacy on YouTube as well. And I hope soon we're putting more content up there. Uh, I'm going to kick Jason a little bit and make that yeah, happen. That's right. uh, you can find Ashley. Uh, and he has gotten a lot of great comments from his first appearance on the show. So we're definitely going to be having him back. Uh, you can find Ashley 
over on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube at Row. That's R-O-W-E, I believe, underscore E-T-X. So Row E-T-X. And then you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and on YouTube, Hans E-T-X, H-A-N-S-E-T-X. I will also be reviewing this Bolt TH-50 over there soon, a shorter, uh, shorter form review. But... Jason, close us out and let's. I think that's it. Uh, let's get, right, we got guys. people to call right now. Yeah, get right. phones going. Got hey, we to call. we appreciate y'all for watching, guys. Listen, uh, Hans already told you how to get a hold of us. You need any help? Let us know. Uh, stick around next week. We got another really good episode coming up. We got more reviews. Even though it's summertime, there's still stuff mm -hmm. we're trying to get to. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, fall is gonna be here soon. So mm -hmm. uh, we are. We got a lot of a lot of content before we get to fall, guys. Y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.